0: First things first, Jared, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm doing awesome, man. I just released this record. Feeling good. Um, yeah, great. Thank you.
0: It's very, very good to hear. So before we get on to uh, your record and everything else, th- there has been a sad thing uh, in the past couple of days. Jeff Beck has passed away. Absolutely. No, I- I'm not sure because I-, I haven't really delved into everybody uh, you've been influenced by, but has he... Had some role in your guitar
1: playing? hundred percent, man. Jeff was a really big influence in a way. I remember, I mean, the first time I heard him, I think I was 15 years old and we were at a friend's house and my friend's dad had blow by blow on vinyl. And I remember putting it on and I was like, what is this? And I I heard it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I really liked it even at that age. And when I started to really get into guitar playing, I see, I, I play with my fingers So I don't use any guitar picks. And Jeff, Jeff and Albert King were instrumental for me with that because I was like, man, Beck doesn't need a pick. I don't need a pick. (laughs) So a lot of my style and early inspiration came from Jeff. And he's one of those guitars. He's like a guitar player's guitar player. Mm. And I feel like maybe even people that I've been talking to over the last few days, they, they say, oh, you know, I don't feel like he's a big influence on me. He's one of those players that I feel like is an influence on everyone, whether you know it or not.
0: Yeah. yeah for for me, the, the story that always sticks out is uh, when Jimi Hendrix went over to the UK, it says one condition was he wanted to meet Jeff Beck. So that that tells you a lot about what kind of uh, player he was.
1: He was a monster, man. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are mourning the loss, of course, but I feel grateful to have seen him play a lot. Okay. I, I met him, uh, it was, you know, I feel grateful to be alive when he was alive and be able to hear it in, in the flesh. So rest in peace. And uh, definitely a sad day for guitar and a sad day for music.
0: But If, if we get into your guitar playing then, because you mentioned uh, around age 50. Now, I believe you initially wanted to be a drummer, but that didn't last for, for that long. Um, <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I wanted to play drums because I said everyone plays the guitar uh i i felt like all my friends had guitars and i was like well someone needs to play the drums <laughs> and i was so obsessed with listening to like black sabbath mm. and like in the car you know when more pigs and i i'd air drum it and uh i got a drum set from my brother's friend and my dad heard it. he goes no he's like i can't come <laughs> home from work and listen to you bash the drums so
0: guitar it was what was that development then? Because obviously a lot of 15-year-olds, I don't know to what extent uh, these days, but a lot of kids uh, back in the day used to pick up a guitar and, and and just started playing. So for you, how did that development go? Was it instant love and, and kind of obsession?
1: Well, here's the thing. When, when the first guitar that we had, it was an acoustic, right? Okay. And of course, it was one of those acoustics that had no high E string. The strings were this high up, you know, so when you're playing it. So at first... It wasn't fun because I was like, ugh, like, I don't know how to tune it. It just doesn't sound good. That's the hard part with guitar, especially in the beginning, is like just to make it sound good is hard, you know, And to play a chord and to not have it sour. So I said, you know, I want to play the guitar and I made a deal with my parents. They said, okay, if you can learn a song on the acoustic, then we'll take you to go get an electric guitar because I want to play electric. So here, I have an acoustic. So I went like this. I don't know if it's in tune or not. It's a really old acoustic. But I, I learned, I was like, let me see. Close enough. So I, I remember going, I was listening to Black Sabbath and I'm like... <laughs> But anyways, that was the riff. And I remember my parents were like, okay, cool. Now you can go and we'll get you an electric. When I plugged in the electric, dude. And I hit like a, a chord, you know, and I hit a like, note. I was like, that's the <laughs> sound I was looking for. So the electric got me excited. Then it was instant. It was as if overnight I went from being like, yeah, I kind of want to play the guitar to like, I'm a guitar player.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. And then obviously you got really proficient at it. But that, you mentioned something interesting because I I, I wrote a line down from a different interview you did where you talked about, because obviously you play a lot of electric guitar, but you talked about the acoustic guitar. You said uh, electric guitar is like a shield for me. So so how, how has your guitar playing kind of evolved into what you do now to be a more well-rounded uh, player?
1: I think with that, and I, I still kind of feel that way, okay. because when, when I pick up an electric, especially on stage, um, it's almost like my comfort blanket. You know what I mean? It's like... Even for singing, it's really weird when like on my album and, and when I'm tracking vocals, it it helps when I'm holding a guitar. I know mm. it sounds weird, but the electric guitar, when I I'm, I have that in my hands, I feel like I'm more powerful. I feel like I have something to say. Right. And forever, when I was playing acoustic, I always felt like naked. I mm. felt exposed. Right. And I was like, man, everything I do. So in the past few years, what I've really tried to do is embrace that as a musician and embrace the fact of being uncomfortable, which is kind of weird mm. to do. It's, it's something that I feel like not a lot of people talk about, but it's so important as a musician, as just being creative in anything you do in life. Sure. Embracing that kind of uncomfortable feeling, it makes you understand you go, oh, okay, so maybe this isn't my, you know, end point it's like oh if i start here i can you know i can do more so if anything i've tried to grow more creatively and embrace the uh the parts that are like uh, you know so. yeah
0: like you say i think it does kind of force you to become a better vocalist a better lyricist and all that stuff because uh once you play acoustic it's it's right there in front of you and you kind of can't hide anymore so you kind of have to yes. get it up to speed
1: because electric, it's like volume can be your friend. And especially, you know, the way I play, I kind of, I'm like a crazy guy. So <laughs> when I'm playing, um, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on. But with an acoustic, like you said, you're right there front and center and you have to deliver.
0: But that energy uh, that you mentioned, was that always there? Because I can imagine you're very young, you pick up a guitar and then then at some point you have your first show and, and, and kind of that whole performative aspect to it. So, so did you take to it immediately?
1: Well, my first show was this battle of the bands, right? Like as a kid and we entered and we were so nervous and we only had one song And (laughs) our song, to be honest, wasn't even a song. It was like a little riff, right? (laughs) I was so nervous. I faced the drummer. I didn't face the crowd. I was so nervous. And like, I remember like our friend like taped it, you know, like he had a video camera and he taped it and we watched it later. And everyone was like, Jared, you have to, you know, turn, face everyone. I was like, I know, but I was so nervous. But what I, what happened within, I would say two, three months, I felt more comfortable on stage and then like something, I performed better when I was into it. And like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was almost like I just threw myself all the way in. So I would say yeah, from early on for me, it was like, and that's what I love about playing live. It's all about the performance and it's right. all about that energy. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's cool. Some some nights are better than others or some nights it's magic and other nights you're fighting it. You know what I mean? And sure. it's, uh, it's really cool. And I've always thrived playing live. I think that's, that is my favorite thing about playing guitars is playing music live and connecting with people. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients?
0: And actually, I think this goes back to the point you made earlier as well. When you play live, there's always that that element of danger in it. The, 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 the notion that things might go wrong, or you have to kind of really, as you mentioned, sometimes you have to really work at it to get it to, to where you want it to be.
1: So yeah, that's that's the like, fun
0: thing, I think. It's
1: the fun thing because you know, like for me as a player, like I thrive. I'm 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 far from perfect, you know what I mean, as a guitar player. <laughs> sure. But I think that there's something really magical about um just being in the moment, playing and seeing where the music takes you because man like I said some nights like some nights I pick up the guitar and I literally feel like I can do anything and it's like Mm -hmm. and then other nights you're like you're getting through the songs and you're like oh I'm not feeling it so it's 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 crazy
0: what I find interesting and then obviously I'm not a professional guitarist by any stretch of the imagination but for you then because you've been quite proficient for a while and also because you have a lot of success now is it, do you pick up the guitar sometimes just for yourself or is there always kind of like this thought behind it of I have to write or I have to?
1: Well, great question. Um, For a while. So going back a few years, I feel like I almost every time I picked up the guitar, not only did I have to prove it to myself, I had to prove it to everyone around me. Mm. Like I had to prove my worth. Right. So. There's this weird like evolution, I feel like as a guitar player, especially like you said, when you're trying to be um, professional, you know what I mean? Like you're trying Mm. to really have a go at it. It's almost like in the beginning, you want to say everything at once and you want to, you know, you want to show everyone. So like, let's say you have a fast car. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'll show you how fast it is. You know what I mean? Right. Always you're driving fast. And then you get to this point where you're like, man, I'm kind of tired of just driving fast. I want to say something in the music. You know what I mean? You start to get exhausted. So you're. then I start to play and kind of hone in on the style I really want, what I really want to say. And then I feel like, you know, you get to points. I've gotten to points where in my playing, you reach a level, right? This mm-hmm. maybe maybe this sounds right, but you reach a level and then it's really, really hard to get up to the next level it takes a lot more you can gain 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 and then all of a sudden you get up here and then you go man i'm trying to get up there and then you get up there and you're like okay it's like 1% more mm. 1% more so i feel like as a guitar player not only am i constantly a student but i'm constantly trying to uh, develop my own voice right so going back to like what you said it is a really weird evolution because now I do find that I pick up the guitar more for myself. Okay. And the best part about that is it all kind of goes down the same river. You know what I mean? Now, because I've, I feel like, um, on some levels, I've proven myself to people could say, Oh yeah, that guy can play the guitar. <laughs> and now, I, now I can say what I want to say, you know what mm. I mean? And like when I'm home, I mean, guitar truly is my therapy. It's okay. It's one of the things for me when I'm, even when I'm sitting at home and I
0: get a quiet moment, dude, I'll pick up my guitar and I'll just, you know what I mean? And I'll. Oh, that's it. cool. That's, that's good to hear that that uh, kind of energy or passion doesn't go away. No, no, it's great. And and also, I mean, this is, uh, we've had some some interesting years uh, behind this where we were all kind of locked inside. And I read something about where you were just playing guitar all day, which is, which, probably goes back to when you were 16 or something. And then having that, that energy of, of that time.
1: So I I would always joke with friends, like, you know, years, years in the past, like 2016, 17, 18, 19. And a lot of people would say, you know, they would, they would be complimentary and they'd be like, man, you can't get better. You know, like trying to be nice. And I would always be like, no, 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 no. There's always, you know, there's always another road to take right. In anything in life. And, um, I always would joke with friends. I said, if I had another year to really hunker down and play, I feel like I could really get to my next level. And lo and behold, we had some time off. And I really did take advantage of it in a way, not only because I was home, like all of us and trying to figure it out. But like I said, it was therapy. So I could go to my guitar. And that's like, even now for the songs, like with the record I released, all of that was written. In the same time, when I was trying to get to my next level as a player, trying to find more, especially as a vocalist, too. Okay. So, yeah, having that time, it was like I was 16 again <laughs> and I didn't have like any responsibility because, you know, now you wake up and you're like, <laughs> OK, what well, do I have to do today? All right. I gotta, right. Do it. You know, then it was like I'd wake up, I'd make a coffee and I'd start playing guitar.
0: <laughs> and I, I like what you say about um always kind of being hungry to learn because I, I heard a quote i think it was by ray charles talking about the piano and he was just pointing at a piano and he was asked a similar question he said well there's there's no way i will ever get everything that's in this piano out of it so there, there's always more to learn and there's always more to to do so was there anything specific that you focused on uh, during those those months
1: yeah, definitely. And I think that's a great quote because, like, sometimes I'll look at the guitar. Like, I'm looking at a guitar right now. Like, look over here. I don't know if you can see it. There's just a guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guitar, George Thurgood gave it to me. Great. Guitar. Okay. And I'm staring at it and I'm just looking at it and I'm going, you know, there's sounds in there. And you think about it and you're like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to find more sounds. You know what I mean? And sure. um the things I really were focusing on, I wanted. I want, and I wanted to, it's a constant every day for me, really develop my own voice and not only in single notes, like soloing, you know, but actually in the way that I play chords, the tone of it. I want to get it, and I always constantly strive to get it where when I pick up the guitar, I play it in my own voice and everything I do with the guitar comes from me. And I know that might sound vague, but it's almost like, of A speaking voice. Mm. So if you and I are going to talk and you call me and you go, hey, man, what's up? You know, it's And I'm like, oh, dude, hey, of course, I know it's you. I know your voice. I want to get it to the point with my playing, with my songwriting, with everything, a whole sonic thing where it's like when I pick up the guitar, I, I express myself. So I was really focusing on, you know, tone, touch, feel, right. all of the, um, the little things, the vibratos, the bending, where you're striking notes you know things that you like when they say like oh the blues can't be taught it's like i do agree with that to an extent but there is a lot of things that you know everyone's different so you're everyone's going to sound in their own way there's a lot of things that players can do to find their
0: voice and that's Mm -hmm. what i was trying to do what what have you found is your? This is maybe too vague, but but what have you found is your voice? Then it, it, have you noticed certain things about what naturally comes out when you start playing?
1: I have, yeah. There's there's certain things that come out, and I think what it is is it's like it's like a, a you know, like every, we're all influenced, right? So I hear a lot of sure. my influences. I often think that like my playing is a really really uh like i guess the right word would be like a primal version of of that guy Because okay. what i liked what i loved about stevie is when when i heard stevie play i mean i was jaw dropped but i could hear his influences i could hear where he was getting it from i could hear like hey that's a that's a Jimi hendrix sucker that's a, a otis rush or buddy Guy. You know, like you could hear the licks mm-hmm but it was his interpretation and it was in his voice. And I thought that was so cool because it's like tipping of the hat to all of your heroes, but you're right. doing your own way. So sometimes when I think about my guitar playing, I think like it's like an amalgamation of like Stevie, Leslie West, like early Eric Clapton, but also there's like, you know, heavier elements, like even guys like Jerry Cantrell and Zach okay. Wilde, you know, there's it comes from the whole pool, right? Because we grew up, I'm not sure, how old are you?
0: I'm 36 now.
1: Okay, so you're a few older years older than me, but we came up in the same era so Yeah, yeah,
0: certainly. Hearing
1: Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and then I mean, man, we were hearing everything from, you know, uh not that that's an influence, but like boy bands to yeah. Korn, and Limp Biscuit. like we can't pretend that we didn't hear any of that stuff. So, I feel like my guitar playing is an amalgamation of all the stuff I grew up listening to and then all the guys that I love guitar player wise.
0: Yeah, no, no, definitely, and I think we grew up in a very interesting era because we had kind of the 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 advent of of technology uh, coming yeah. into music, and then we could look back at everything that people made uh, decades earlier. And we, I have influences for from all over, or I listen to musicians from all over. So,
1: yeah, it's like we. I feel like we were just right before YouTube, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember all of my learning was like that core of it was like I still went and got books from the guitar stores yeah yeah, definitely. Uh, I had I had a CD player like a little boom box and I would buy CDs and I would listen to the CDs and listen and it was just right before and then I remember when I moved I uh I got a scholarship to go to a school in Boston Berkeley and oh right when we went there you got a computer you got a MacBook and I was like oh wow what am I going to do with this and then my friend's like bro and then he got me like <laughs> on youtube and like the amazing slowdowner and all this stuff and i was like whoa so like we did truly grow up at that last you know what i mean before sure.
0: this. but before yeah because and when you mentioned books and i I, would, I have a piano here i just bought uh two weeks ago or something nice. but uh, i remember having those books and you could buy those books with with popular songs in it and learn how to play them and those kind of stuff so it was, nothing was online yet bro, I, I used to go to the
1: music store and I remember, I, I remember this is a funny story. My local music store, they actually, you see this sign, like it's like an Epiphone sign. That was in the mm. window there. They closed down many years ago, Okay, but um, they gave me that sign, but they had a, a leak in their roof, right? And they it, it, like the water came on all of the books, like in the book section. And I remember the guy was like, man, now these books are ruined. Like we're going to claim it under our insurance. And mm. I was I was like, can I buy them? Can I get them for cheaper? He (laughs) gave me a stack and it was like advanced heavy metal soloing, you know, Uh, rock guitar for beginners. So I had all these books and it was almost like a treasure chest because I was, yeah, and they're all watery and moldy. I didn't care. It was just so cool. You know what I mean?
0: There's a, and that I suppose that's what the revival of final kind of uh, is alluding to as well. Where if you have to consciously or put effort into something, kind of you're more engaged, I suppose.
1: Yeah, there's there is something that I feel like you know, as humans, like there's this touch thing. It's you know that's why we're always infatuated with as guitar players, we're always infatuated with our guitars. Right. Like. For me, it's even like amplifiers. It's like touching them. And, you know what I mean? It's almost like an old car. So like there is a thing I feel like when you have a book or when you have something in your hand like a vinyl, it it means more mm-hmm. subconsciously. Because now it's like, okay, let me go on Spotify and I can listen to anything I've ever wanted to. And then you'll sit there and you go, what should I listen to. But then when you have that vinyl, you go, here it is. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's more of an it, it's it's something special.
0: Yeah. No, no, I totally agree. Um, getting back to the record then, because uh, you also mentioned uh, you focused in on your vocals a little bit, so let's talk about that uh, for a second. Was there, I don't know if this is a good way to approach it, but was there one song that that ended up on the album that you were really proud of how the vocals turned out, or how your delivery, or even, even the lyrics?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for this record, you know, I just wanted to sound like myself. It's almost like a okay. guitar thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, Finding yourself as a vocalist, I feel like is so hard to do because Mm. yet again, we have influences. So you're going to want to sound like someone you're going to want to, you know, whatever. (laughs) And it's like, it's really tough to find yourself as a vocalist. So with this record, I went in thinking, I just want to sound like myself. I want to sound like me. Right. So like, there's a few songs on the record. I mean, I definitely push my voice Mm. because um, you know, as a guitar player, you know, a lot of my favorite guys, they would tune to like E flat or even like D standard, you know, it was a little right. low, but what I find with my voice is when I'm in standard tuning, you know, I can push it and I can strain it and it has like kind of a cool, cool tone to it. So even like the opening track, my delusion, that's an E and I'm singing that all the way up most of the time. Okay. And I, I feel really happy with the vocal performances on the record. There's uh two songs, one called hallelujah and one called Santa Full. Man, yeah. those were high to sing. I remember like when I was tracking those that my, uh, like I got done tracking and I was like, ah, like I could <laughs> feel it in my body. Cause I was like so tense, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm really happy with the way the vocals turned out. It's always one of those things with guitar players that, you know, I focus so much time on the guitar mm-hmm. and. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, I have my trio and I have my music and it's like, there's so much in the vocal and it's, you know, it's the vocal. I mean, arguably, that is it, you know? (laughs) So for me, it was very, it was, I was very, very on the fact that I want to be a vocalist, you know, and I really want to find my voice. So I feel like with this record, I've gotten closer, at least closer.
0: Yeah, because that, that's always, uh, I always find it uh, funny when I ask uh, guitar players who can sing as well. It's, it's always like you learn how to play guitar and then you kind of have to hope that you can sing or carry a tune a little bit.
1: Well, I remember, yeah, starting the trio, uh, we were talking, I was like, someone said, who are you going to get to sing? And I was like, I guess I'll do it for now. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'll do it. And yeah. also, I remember a friend said to me, you know, you don't want to deal with a lead singer because you can put in all of this work. And then you make this body of work and then the lead singer goes, I'm out. And then you sit there and you go, wait, that's the voice. So I'm really glad that I pushed to do my own thing because I Mm. think ultimately it was a better move.
0: No, I definitely agree. What comes to mind is uh, somebody like Joe Bonamassa, who uh, who, granted hasn't, got the best voice in blues but he's right. uh, he's grown quite a bit of the of his, his career and it makes yeah. it more authentic if he got somebody else to sing his songs for it wouldn't work I think
1: well I love that too and, and I used to cringe but there truly is something beautiful about an evolution of an right. artist and I like when I listen to my first recordings honestly I like I would cringe because I was like oh I don't like the way that, I don't like the way it sounded i didn't like the way i sounded you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was still trying to figure it out but there's something beautiful about that because you can really hone in on like okay cool so you like this is this era this is you know and you can see the growth and same with joe like you listen to those early recording stories that now
0: it's right. like you know it's crazy Also, no, so you did yeah i like i prefer authenticity over like perfection in a in a, in a way me too. And that's like on the, on our record,
1: too. Like we tracked it live to tape and then okay. I just sang over it. There's no pro tools like we didn't use. Nothing was tuned. And I love that aspect because it's like when we play this live, you're getting what you get. You know, it's <laughs> going to sound like the record.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's uh, good that you said that because I wrote a line down from I think it was the bio that got sent uh, alongside the album. But uh, this is basically a menu for the live show. Like this, this is what we do.
1: Yeah, and I think what people are going to really like about that is, like, you know, a lot of bands I've heard say that. And it's like, no, like, it's <laughs> the same guys d- doing the, you know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing. It's no trickery. There's no
0: smoke or mirrors. It's like, we're playing. Uh, to round off them, because you are playing um, a bunch of shows, but also in the Netherlands. So, so uh, what is your especially after the years that we've had where where it was uncertain to what extent we were able to to tour again and all that stuff so so what what is your mindset now are you are you just looking at live playing as much as you can
1: 100 percent. yeah i mean coming out with this record now um it feels like i have kind of a new lease on life where Mm -hmm. where now i have something that i can tour and truly um Not only, you know, across Europe and going all over where we've been before, but like coming back to the Netherlands, man, it's going to be amazing. I mean, some of the best shows of my life have been in the Netherlands. I've had so much fun there. And I love, I love touring there. I feel like I love the people. I love, you know, I I just love the engineer. Everything's good. And um, (laughs) the reality is like with this record, man, we are just going to tour it. It's going to be awesome.
0: Last question, then uh, kind of more looking towards. The future, but how do you? I I always find this fascinating. Uh, How how do you define success in a sense? Well, how do you see yourself uh, becoming the artist that you want to be?
1: Honestly, like first off, one word: happiness. Okay. Right. I think there's also um, an acceptance of yourself after a while, uh, as as an artist, because. What we do, playing guitar and everything, it's such a uh, fight, you know, and you're always like, I'm not good enough, you know, like, so as an artist, a validation to yourself that you are happy with what you do and who you are and who you have become and where you want to go. I think that's success. And then on the other side of it, success is to me, honestly, having a roof over my head, having a meal to eat and having a show to play like mm-hmm. Because I, I often think about it, and, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, w- there's a lot of people that have it way worse than you know you or I, and and also though, you know, it's it's easy to complain, it's easy to go, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, it's easy to go, why, why are they doing that and no, I'm not doing that. To me, success truly is the simplicity of saying, you know what, I I get to play music for a living, and I get to do what I love, and I get to be creative. That to me is success, man. If I can just do that, I'm happy.
0: It sounds very good. You, you remind me of one one last thing because uh, you mentioned kind of doubt that creeps in when you're an artist, and there's a certain uh, level of uncertainty attached to being a musician. Um, you broke your arm a while ago, so so was it difficult not to not to go like, okay, am I ever going to be able to play at the same level again? Absolutely. Also, though, like when that happened, it showed
1: me how quick things can change. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, you always you always think about, you know, oh, yeah, something could totally happen, but then it does. And you go, okay, now what do I do? And I remember thinking, will I be able to play again? I, I, but I had this iron will already where I was like, mm. I don't care. Like no one's going to tell me I'm not going to play again. Like I got done with the surgery and I was like picking on a guitar, like okay. I'll, I'll get it back. But man, definitely, definitely uh, a, a scary situation in life. And the one blessing in disguise about that is it told me where it was like you know life threw me a curveball and it was like i got to figure this out so it made me stronger i think ultimately but still oh, that's man. very good to hear crazy don't <laughs> want to do that again
0: oh no i can imagine i remember cuz you you've played with uh shit i'm blanking on his name now Steve Vai uh, before and he he had problems with his shoulders and then his his decision was oh, okay then I'll just play with one hand and then I'll figure it out so it's 100 percent
1: I mean so crazy oh, yeah. crazy video yeah, right yeah. yeah I mean when there's a will there's a way and I think that you know you, uh last thing I could say is you're capable of more than you think you are and as long as you
0: keep the spirit and the strength you'll do it In those words, Jared, let's uh, end this interview. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, I hope you have a great day. I can't wait to come to the Netherlands and rock and roll, man.